Luke chapter 5, from verse 17. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee, and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralysed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? Thanks, Phil. So this morning uh, we come together just to reflect a little bit more on our vision as a church family here uh, in the light of uh, God's mission and vision. I'm going to pray that as we reflect on that passage and other bits in the Bible uh, that we would uh, be moved to uh, own that a little bit more uh, together. All right, I'm going to pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the immense privilege it is to be numbered amongst your people particularly in this place here at Gossip Pizza. We ask that you would help us now as we think a little bit about our, our vision in the light of your mission and that you would be moving us and enthralling us with the privilege of being able to serve you uh, in your mission in this world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, did you know that apparently in the uh, 1960s, Nike's vision statement, you uh, saw that as I accidentally flicked it on earlier, <laughs> but Nike's vision statement in the 1960s, do you know what it was? Crush Adidas. That's what its uh, vision statement was. And uh, Here's the picture that went with it. I don't know if you can see that. It's a little white man with a, uh, the Nike symbol smashing Adidas to pieces. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney's vision statement, do you know what that is? To make people happy. Uh, Ikea, uh, have a guess what uh, Ikea's vision statement might be. Make people unhappy. <laughs> oh, so close, so close. Uh, no, it's to create a better life, uh, everyday life for many people. I had a panic attack, attack uh, when I went to an Ikea mega shop not that many years ago, so it probably wasn't part of their vision for me. So there you go. Vision statements, though, they're helpful. Uh, they sum up what uh, you're going to do tomorrow on the basis of what uh, you believe Today, Nike clearly believed that they were bad, better than Adidas. Um, Disney clearly believes they can make people happy. Ikea clearly believes their version of everyday life is better than what many have. Um, vision comes from what we believe in. And this works not just for companies, uh, but for groups, and uh, groups of people and for individuals. So it's worth knowing your mission in life uh, because that'll shape your Vision. It'll shape what you do, what you look to do with your time and your energy, your money, your talent, and how you feel about that. And as believers in Jesus, I think it's worth letting God's mission shape our vision. God's mission, it's to bring all things under Christ by making disciples of Christ of all peoples. 
And our mission statement here at Gosford PC is just a restatement of that, of God's mission, uh, to be to our part of the world here. This is it, if you didn't know it. Our mission is to grow a Central Coast church community where knowing Jesus and loving people changes lives for the glory of God. That's it. That's our mission. And we see this happening, our vision for that, uh, is by making Jesus known. And that's our vision, making Jesus known. A church making Jesus known through faithful engaging and engaging Bible teaching, through humble dependence on prayer and through obedient service to Christ. That's our vision, it's to make Jesus known. That's our vision. That's the first point, pretty simple. Our vision is to make Jesus known, which brings us to the second point, why? Why do we want to see this happen? That's a good question. Why should we want to see Jesus made known more? Why should you want to make Jesus made known? Why should we buy into this as more than just a slogan, uh, but buy into it as something that our church community wants to see and what you personally want to see? Well, there's a bunch of reasons that the Bible gives us, uh, like Jesus commands us to, Go and make disciples, he says, teaching them all he taught and baptising them in the name of God. You might be familiar with that in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus commands us to make him known. Uh, There are other reasons, like Jesus is just too good uh, to keep to ourselves. After all, anyone who knows Jesus is promised every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. He's just too good not to be made known. Uh, Here's another reason. Uh, Jesus is the goal of the whole universe. The whole job lot was made through him and for him. He's the point to life, the universe and everything. To make him known then is to cut with the grain of the universe. Uh, There's plenty of Bible reasons to be making Jesus known as what we should be on about and aiming for. But I'm going to focus in on one uh, particular reason now. And it's this. Our community needs Jesus. People need Jesus. I love that story that we just read uh, in the Gospel of Luke. Of Jesus healing the paralytic. Because it shows us what people really need. You might have picked it up. There's Jesus. He's talking to a bunch of people in a house. So many crowding around, hanging through the windows, straining to hear him teach. And along comes... uh, Some people with a paralytic mate, uh, they're carrying him, but they can't get to him, to Jesus, because of the crowd, and so they manage to get on the roof and make a hole in the roof, as you do, and lower the paralysed man in front of Jesus. Now, I don't know if uh, Jesus was mid-sentence and the man just drops rapidly in front of him, um, or or if Jesus saw what was happening and he was just waiting, looking from the paralytic to his mates, and um, I don't know. I don't know what that looked like however fast or slow it happened, or seamlessly or awkwardly. But we read in verse 20, Jesus saw their faith, the friend's faith, and said to the paralytic, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Now there's a couple of incredible things happening just there, right? First, Jesus sees the paralytic's real need. It's not his disability. Now, I imagine for most of us, if you've gone to the trouble of getting along to a healing service with a paralytic friend, you'd be hoping they'd be healed of their ailment, which is kind of what's happening here with Jesus. Verse 15 of chapter 5, we're told 
uh, people especially came to see Jesus to be healed of their sicknesses. In verse 17, you might have picked up, we're told on this particular day the Lord was especially present for Jesus to heal the sick. And yet at this healing service, the first thing Jesus says to this sick man, to this paralytic, the greatest need he sees for this guy, it's not healing from his disability, but of his sins. Jesus knows what this guy needs the most. It's the forgiveness of sins. And if that's the case with this guy, if that's his greatest need, then that's the case for everyone. Everyone's greatest need is to be forgiven of their sins. It may not feel that way after years of COVID. It might feel like our greatest need is for things just to get back to normal or for governments to organise themselves better or for our jobs to be more secure or for less people to get sick or uh, less relational friction. But that's not people's greatest need. Forgiveness of sin is all our greatest need. Otherwise, we're all destined for a very, very bleak future. That's the incredible thing that Jesus shows us here. Everyone's greatest need is to be forgiven our sins. Uh, Secondly, in healing this paralytic, Jesus demonstrates he's the divine son of God. As soon as he says to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, he knows exactly what the religious leaders in the crowd are thinking. They're thinking, who is this guy who thinks he can forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins, and they're right. But maybe at that point, Jesus turns to them directly. Maybe they're one of the guys hanging through the window. And he says, in verse 22, uh, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He turns then to the paralytic man, paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he'd been lying on, and went home, praising God. And now, of course it's easier to say, uh, your sins are forgiven. Anyone can say that. But no one, because no one can see the forgiveness of sins, can they? Nobody can see that. That's just something you've got to trust God's done, that it's happened. But it's a lot harder to say to a paralytic, get up and walk and heal them on the spot so that they can. That's something no mere man can do. But that's exactly what Jesus does, right? He does the visible thing that a mere man couldn't possibly do, heal the paralytic on the spot, to show that he can do the invisible thing too, forgive sins. And in this, Jesus shows us he's no mere man, that he's in fact the Son of Man, he calls himself, which is a reference to uh, an Old Testament character in the book of Daniel who's prophesied to rule the nations, a character that uh, people of every nation, tribe and language are said to worship. They will worship him as God. And Jesus is saying he's this divine Son. He's God, the Son. To trust in Jesus, then, is to trust in God himself. It's to accept His grace, God's grace and mercy, it's to be his friend. I can't think of a sweeter word, a sweeter address than what Jesus says to that paralytic, right? God said to that man, friend. And this is what everyone needs, to be friends with God, the Son.
who not only forgives sins as he goes on to die on a cross in our place, but who rose from the dead to set us free, free from slavery to sin into a life of friendship with God, of loving him, of loving his ways, with the promise of an eternal life, suffering free and death free one day upon Jesus' return. That's what people need in this life of sin and suffering and broken relationships and death. People need Jesus. They need to know Jesus. We all need to know Jesus more and more. Not just to escape God's anger and punishment then, but to live with him now as his friend, particularly when times are tough. Uh, recently, I've been challenged to think a little bit more seriously about Easter Saturday. <laughs> we often talk about Friday, Jesus' death, and Sunday, his resurrection, as the key elements in Easter, which of course is true. But what about what about Saturday? Is it more than just a day waiting for the more important day, Sunday? A day that doesn't have any real significance or meaning like the other two? Well... Some think there's a great deal of significance in that Saturday. Significant as a long, long day of memories and regrets and fear for the disciples back then. A day that theologically might tell us something of the experience of the death of God in people's lives. A day where the world's satanic tyrants boast and their victims wail in fear and disbelief. A day where believers are bewildered, lonely, disappointed and doubting. A day perhaps not too unlike our own now. As such, to know Jesus crucified for us and resurrected for us is also to know him in the grave for us. And that life lived here and now in the shadow of fear and death and destruction with no palpable sense of eternal resurrected life, this long Easter Saturday that we find ourselves currently in can only properly be endured by knowing Jesus crucified, buried and risen. Our community stuck in this life in the shadow of fear and death and and, and destruction needs to know Jesus. Both the community out there and the community in here, in church. Our community needs to know Jesus more and more. The more we experience of life here and now, the more that we see the need for Jesus. That's why our vision here at Gossip PC is to make Jesus known. So, our vision is to make Jesus known because our community needs Jesus. That's the second point. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to make Jesus known? Well, that comes to the third point, uh, which is the three-pronged fork of our vision statement that I mentioned earlier. Mightn't have noticed the three prongs. I'm going to point them out to you. So our vision is to be a church making Jesus known through faithful and engaging Bible teaching, humble dependence on prayer and obedient service to Christ. So, firstly, through faithful and engaging Bible teaching. Why? Well, because the Bible points to Jesus. (laughs) You may remember early Easter Sunday, uh, way back then in the Bible, a couple of despondent, 
disciples of Jesus, they're walking there on their way to Emmaus, still feeling the weight of that long, dark, disappointing Easter Saturday. Uh, when Jesus rocks up and he walks with them, uh, they don't recognise him. But then he goes, he talks them through the Bible, you remember? He talks them through the Bible and he shows them what the whole Bible's about. That it's about him as the Christ. As we read in Luke chapter 24, he said to them, How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe it. All the prophets have spoken. Don't, didn't not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. That to know Jesus is to see him revealed in all of the scriptures. In the writings of Moses, that is the first five books of the Bible, and the prophets, and in all of the scriptures. Which is why, here at Gossip PC, we spend most of our time on a Sunday throughout the year reading and unpacking the scriptures to know Jesus more. This is why our sermon series throughout the year mainly goes through a book of the Bible at a time. So this turn, we'll be launching back into gospel, the Gospel of John from chapter 9, as has been mentioned. Uh, next term, we'll pick up where we left off last year in the book of Genesis. Uh, term 3, we'll be looking at what the Bible says about prayer. And then in term 4, we'll be going back to the Gospel of John again. We'll stick to faithfully and engagingly as possible teaching the Bible because why? We want to make Jesus known. This is the, also the reason why, in our ongoing conversations uh, with and, and search for another minister, uh, this year we'll be making sure that whoever it is shares this vision. Someone who loves the Bible and the way that it makes Jesus known. This is also why our growth groups go through study, the study books, booklets that run concurrent with the sermon series, passage by passage of the Bible, to consolidate our learning of the Bible together so that we might know Jesus more. This is also why all of our eight outward-facing ministries, like youth and kids' church and uh, English's uh, second language classes and Connect and Conversations on the Coast and Playgroup and the Care Pack team, all look to include the Bible in some way in what they do, because we know this is God's way to make Jesus known in and through his word, the Bible. So that's that's the first way we look to make Jesus known here. That's uh, the first prong in our vision, by faithfully and engaging teaching the Bible. Now the second is by humble dependence on prayer. Uh, nothing, nothing says, I need you, Jesus, more than persistent, humble prayer. And because we know what our community needs that it needs Jesus, then the crucial step towards expressing and satisfying that need is knowing, knowing Jesus and making him known to others in prayer. Now, I think this is an area of growth for us as a church family. There are a number of very faithful individuals in our church community who are prayer warriors and growth groups who, are, who faithfully pray together, but uh, for whom we should praise and thank God for. But as a church community, I I suspect if someone from the outside were to assess what we're on about, what we think is important, and they look at what we did, prayer wouldn't be there. Uh, Many years ago, I was part of a church in Sydney where 20 or so people turned up an hour or so before the service, each and every Sunday, just to pray together. 
for all that I found a bit fluffy and vague in that church, I couldn't be confused over what they thought of prayer. They believed in it. And so they saw it as key to what they felt God called them to do as a church. And so do we. We're committed to making Jesus known through humble dependence on prayer. Now, I'm not saying that we should do what that church did or that that's necessarily the best way, but to make Jesus known, we just need to be praying. And so we'll be looking to see prayer encouraged in everything we do as a church community, which is partly the reason for the sermon series in Term 3. We'll be taking a deep dive into what the Bible says about prayer and throughout the year encouraging groups and ministry teams and individuals in our church family to pray, to humbly depend on God in prayer so that we might know Jesus more and make him known more. It's going to be good. I can't wait. That's the second thing. And the third thing uh, to making Jesus known is by obedient service to him, to Christ which is not difficult to accept, uh, should happen (laughs) given who he is. As the Apostle Paul writes, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity of God lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. To obediently serve Christ is to acknowledge who he is. God himself come in the flesh for us. It's smart then to obediently serve him over every other power or authority or love that we have that might tug on our hearts to grab after or pine for or yield to. Because Jesus is God. He's the source of our life now and eternally then. To know him and to make him known then is to properly place him at the centre of our universe where he belongs for our best. That's the best thing for us. To be on team Jesus is to live life to the full, to obediently serve him in a way that brings him glory and commends him to others, not only as individuals but together as a church family. That's what life is about. To obediently serve Christ then is to get on with doing life well, to look at you know, what you're capable of, the gifts, the talents, the experiences, the time, the opportunities that God's given you or is giving you, particularly the opportunities to be trained up in serving in some way and then to commit to doing it, well, that's to serve Christ as a part of his people here. And it's something that we're looking to encourage and spur people in, like leading a growth group or helping out at, at Connect or at our English as a Second Language classes, or playgroup, or youth group, or kids' church, or getting on a cleaning team, or helping out on the welcoming team, or tech team, or live streaming team, or morning tea team, or music team, or putting your hand up to be on the committee of management when that comes around, or getting on to the Gospel Beyond Gosford team, or helping out on a Sunday service some way, or getting along to the BTS training next week so you're able to obediently serve Christ in some way later on in the life of our church family. There are many and varied ways to serve Christ here at church, particularly as many of them are kicking off again soon. At Kids Church, for example, uh, we have the immense privilege and opportunity each and every week to give our kids and their friends and any other kids who will come along uh, to give them what they truly need, Jesus. And the flow-on effect to their parents and their carers to bring Jesus into their lives too, well, that's hard to measure. 
Kids Church then is a wonderful way to obediently serve Christ in making him known. And we thank God for those who've committed to serve in this place, in this space, in Kids Church, but for all those who are serving in the many and various ways here at church. But there's more opportunities to serve than people filling them. Uh, Even just asking the question, how can I serve Christ in this place, is a good one. A good one to keep asking. Particularly during this time, uh, if people get COVID and have to isolate, it'd be great if you're able to be willing to step up and to help out in their stead. Whatever it is, as uh, we do as part of Gosford PC, our vision is to see us as a church making Jesus known by obediently serving him together. And so to help us uh, to do this more and more, it'd be really great if you could fill in the internal church survey that was uh, in the weekly email. If you need a paper copy of that, it'd be great uh, to fill that in. We can get a copy of that to you uh, so that yeah, we might know where people are at and can best help us move forward in obediently serving Christ together as part of his family, his church family here. So finishing up, our vision is to make Jesus known, pretty simple, because our community, inside and out, needs Jesus. And so this year, let's, let's look to make Jesus known more and more through faithful and engaging Bible teaching, through humble dependence on prayer, and through obedient service to Christ. And I'm going to pray that we would strive to that end. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the immense privilege it is to be numbered amongst your people that you have chosen us before the beginning of creation to be included in Christ, to be numbered uh, amongst your family, to be adopted, to have your spirit, to be, uh, yeah, your church here. Thank you for uh, your desire to see people come to know Christ and that you would include us in your mission of uh, making disciples. Thank you for the privilege it is that we have to think and look to see how we might do that here at Gosford PC with our vision, that we would strive to make Jesus known because we see the need. We see the need for ourselves and we see the need in our community. So help us to get on board making him known making him known through sticking to the Bible, by engaging in what you say of the Lord Jesus in the Scriptures, by humbly depending on prayer and by obediently obeying him in service in our lives, but particularly here in our church family, your church here in Gosford. And we ask that as we do this, as we look to this year, that you would bless our efforts and that Jesus would be made known and blessed immensely through it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.